Hillary Clinton's sleazy schemes are boundless. The ruthless tactics she's willing to employ in her quest for power are constrained only by the limits of her corrupt imagination. The latest evidence of Clinton's slime was made public in a recent federal court filing by special counsel John Durham in his prosecution of Clinton campaign attorney Michael Sussman, who was indicted for lying to the FBI while doing Hillary's dirty work to smear her political opponent Donald Trump with false accusations. In the court papers, Durham reveals that Clinton's Confederates utilized the services of a computer company to, quote, exploit access to Internet data for the purpose of gathering derogatory information about Donald Trump, end of quote. This happened both during and after the 2016 presidential election. If that language is hard to understand, allow me to simplify a tech company aided Clinton's campaign to covertly penetrate computer servers to dig up dirt on Trump. No dirt was found, so they simply manufactured dirt out of thin air. Attorney, Fox News legal analyst, and two-time New York Times best-selling author... This is The Brief with Greg Jarrett. To all my listeners with an IRA, 401k, or other retirement savings, have you seen the headlines today? Our federal debt has now reached over $29 trillion. What our government is not saying is that the Fed is running out of ways to fight this growing debt bomb. Inflation and tax hikes may be their only way out. We all dodged a bullet when Senator Joe Manchin announced he wouldn't support the Democrats' crazy Build Back Better plan, but the Democrats may not give up that easily. That is not good news for hardworking American taxpayers. Whatever Biden and his cronies do in 2022 may mean even higher inflation. The more the dollar comes under attack, the more physical gold and silver could protect your money. So if you have $50,000 or more in your retirement savings, your money could be at risk. Learn how you can protect your life savings from Biden's tax plans with physical gold and silver. Call 855-665-0767 to receive your wealth protection kit. That's right. Call 855-665-0767 and Golco may give you $10,000 or more in free silver when you open a qualified account. That's why Goldco is the only company I recommend for gold and silver. Goldco is A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau and a five-time Inc. winner with countless five-star reviews. So what are you waiting for? Call 855-665-0767. That's 855-665-0767. Hello, everyone. I'm Greg Jarrett. Welcome to The Brief. The tech outfit used by the Clinton campaign to spy on Donald Trump already had special access to servers at Trump Tower, Trump's New York City apartment, and later the White House. But that access was supposed to be for resolution services, 
Now, what's that, you may ask? It's a service to keep your data private, often by providing malware and phishing blocking. But the tech company exceeded its authority and began snooping on Trump and his associates, mining their communications data. And without their knowledge or permission, cyber sleuths did a deep dive into domain name traffic at Trump locations. They took innocuous information and, with the help of Clinton's lawyers, they peddled it as nefarious back-channel communications between Trump and a Kremlin-linked financial institution called Alpha Bank. It was all completely untrue, but that didn't seem to matter. Clinton's acolytes claimed their evidence proved that Donald Trump was secretly colluding with Russia. They tipped off the FBI and the CIA, and of course, the Trump-hating media. In an instant, the great Russia hoax took flight. With the help of a phony dossier, filled with more lies that was also invented by Team Clinton. In reality, much of the tech company's pilfered information was nothing more than routine internet traffic, such as computer-generated and automated advertising. It all came from a mass-marketing email company that's located its servers inside Trump Tower. So no... Donald Trump and his associates were not using rare Russian cell phones. They weren't conspiring. They weren't even talking with people in Moscow. Instead of doing its job properly to help keep data private, this tech company did just the opposite. It mined the data with the intent of making it public to damage Trump. At present, the mainstream media is determined to ignore Durham's bombshell. Why? Because they spent the entirety of Trump's presidency claiming without credible evidence that he was a Russian stooge. To report now that it was all fabricated by Hillary Clinton, who was spying on her opponent, would be an admission that they, the media, were profoundly wrong. Oh, damn, I used that dreaded word, spying. CNN's Don Lemon and other useful idiots in the mainstream media say using the word spying is is wrong. It's disgraceful. Take a listen. The central conspiracy theory that animates Donald Trump's entire presidency that he was spied on. Even before all of the facts are in, Mr. Trump is alleging he's the victim, tweeting, they spied on my campaign. We will never forget. The president using the document to renew his unfounded claim the Trump campaign was spied on. Why do you think the president keeps pushing this? What is his angle for this deception? Wow. Hang of course. I think there was a spying did occur. Yes, I think spying did occur. Spying did not occur. If you listen to Don Lamont or the muttonheads at MSNBC, and I try not to because I'm prone to nausea, or if you're stuck reading the liberal rag Vanity Fair because it's the only thing sitting on the table at the car wash, then you are told in no uncertain terms that this is definitely, absolutely, 100% not spying. So don't use that word. Move along. There's nothing to see here. But wait, take just a moment to actually look up the word spying in your handy Oxford language dictionary. It's online. It's defined as, quote, 
secretly collecting information about enemies or competitors. End of quote. Okay, that makes sense. You know, it's a word with common everyday usage. And it's exactly what Hillary Clinton and her minions were doing. They were spying. Team Clinton worked with a tech company to surreptitiously penetrate computer servers to secretly collect information about her opponent. It's spying, folks. And that definition I just read fits Hillary like a glove. Now, people are free to call it something else if they like. Surveillance, infiltration, intrusion. I don't really care. But in my book, it's good old-fashioned spying or snooping with a devious purpose. And you don't get any more devious, cunning, and malevolent than Hillary Clinton and her cadre of cronies and dirty tricksters. It's classic Clinton. She's like the character Pigpen in the comic strip Peanuts. A cloud of dirt and filth trails her wherever she goes. Hillary's name is synonymous with scandal. Whitewater, Travelgate, Cattlegate, Filegate, Benghazi. The list seems endless. And who can forget Clinton's email scandal? That one was a Burger King-style whopper. But none of those can hold a candle to the Russia hoax. That was the mother of all scandals with Hillary's name writ large all over it. As I explained in my book, Witch Hunt, the story of the greatest mass delusion in American political history, it was Clinton who invented the elaborate collusion hoax. She financed it and directed the process by which it was circulated to the gullible and biased and incompetent media. She saw to it that her false claims were disseminated by her minions working secretly in the shadows. Hillary was the architect and the master designer of the dirtiest trick ever committed in politics. Because of her, Americans suffered for years through malignant investigations as Democrats and their partners in the press assured us on a daily basis that Trump conspired with Putin in the bowels of the Kremlin. Here's a quick trip down memory lane. We are looking at the possibility that the president of the United States and those around him during an election campaign colluded with a hostile foreign power to undermine the basis of our democracy. We're about to find out if the new president of our country is going to do what Russia wants. This is evidence of willingness to commit collusion. This cloud about collusion with Russia will hang over him no matter where he stands. I can certainly say with confidence that there is significant evidence of collusion uh, between the campaign and Russia. I think what it means is that a federal judge found that people in Trump's organization were colluding with the Russians. It does look like collusion. It does look like he's listening to Putin more than he is American intelligence. And frankly, I've never seen that before. What do you got hard? Well, Chris, Unfortunately, I can't go into the evidence that's uh, being presented. Do you presented have something hard and, that you can't reveal? Uh, you know, I can't uh, reveal that, Chris. I certainly say with confidence that there is significant evidence of collusion uh, between the campaign and Russia. It's so obvious that they were eager to collude with Russia. Now we're seeing the evidence that there was a conspiracy to cover up. It was all a despicable lie. In the end, special counsel Bob Mueller and his hit squad of partisans found no evidence of a collusion conspiracy. 
And then the media, almost the next day, pretended it never happened. Oops. Except we get to keep our Pulitzer Prizes that we gave ourselves, right? For getting the story wrong? Hillary engineered all of it. The phony dossier, the Alpha Bank scam. She acted like a mob boss running a criminal enterprise in the grand tradition of racketeering. Think John Gotti in a pastel pantsuit. Unfortunately, in pursuit of organized crime, it is exceedingly difficult for prosecutors to nab the person at the top. Yeah, they got Gotti, but I doubt they'll ever get Hillary. And the reason is rather simple. She was smart. She was clever. She had layers of people carrying out her machinations, always maintaining a safe distance separated through a complex chain of people. Unless people in that chain break their silence and implicate Hillary, she will escape culpability. Her fictive dossier is a perfect example of her cunning. Here's how it worked. Hillary fed money from her presidential campaign to the law firm of Perkins Coie, which hired the opposition research firm of Fusion GPS, which hired ex-British spy Christopher Steele, who hired former Brookings analyst Igor Danchenko, who came full circle back to Hillary Clinton and her ally Charles Dolan, among others, who helped feed the specious accusations against Trump that were contained in the dossier. Clinton, a lawyer, was shrewd in her choice of the closest people in the chain. They were lawyers at Perkins Coie. They represented both her and the campaign, and by using them as the initial conduit for her schemes, she could hide behind the attorney-client privilege. They are muzzled by law from implicating her. That is about as slick as it gets. One of the great ironies about Hillary is that she served as a young staffer on the House Judiciary Committee that helped bring down President Richard Nixon for his lawlessness and his dirty tricks. Now, you would think that Clinton would have learned a valuable lesson in ethics and honesty in government. Well, apparently she learned just the opposite. She learned how to perpetrate dirty tricks. I guess she learned from the master. Evidence of Clinton's role in the collusion canard has slowly emerged from declassified records. It was July 26, 2016, when she personally approved the plot to vilify Donald Trump with the bogus collusion claims. You can read about it in a now-declassified set of documents from the CIA. The genesis of the smear came directly from Hillary herself as a strategy to distract from her own email scandal. Two days later, President Obama was alerted by the CIA director John Brennan about what Hillary had done. But Obama appears to have done nothing except keep the scandal concealed to protect Hillary Clinton. Intelligence officials then sent an investigative referral on Clinton to FBI Director James Comey and his deputy, Peter Strzok. Predictably, those two guys buried it. Hey, it's good to have friends in high places. 
Fortunately for Americans who care about truth and justice, John Durham is not pals with Hillary Clinton. He seems intent on doggedly pursuing his investigation without fear or favor. Meanwhile, Hillary, who still has visions of the Oval Office dancing in her head as the current occupant falters, has been dealt a serious setback by these latest revelations of her abiding corruption. In a tweet, she reacted to Durham's disclosures by asserting that Donald Trump and Fox News are, quote, desperately spinning up a fake scandal to distract from his real one. She then referred people to the Vanity Fair story. I'm guessing that Hillary just got her car washed. Joining us now is John Solomon, award-winning journalist, author, and CEO and editor-in-chief of Just the News. He co-authored the book Fallout, Nuclear Bribes, Russian Spies, and the Washington Lies that Enriched the Clinton and Biden dynasty. But mostly John just likes to be referred to as a good old-fashioned reporter, <laughs> and, and he is just that. John, thanks so much for being with us. Uh, I appreciate it. Great to it. be with you, Greg. really is. So uh, what do you make of... Uh, Hillary Clinton's reaction today in a tweet to the disclosures uh, by by John Durham, uh, she says, you know, uh, it's a fake scandal to distract from Trump's real one. What do you make of that? Well, the first thing I do, I'm going to go to the post office tonight and mail her your two books because she couldn't say it if she had just read your two books, right? It is a scandal. It is a, an epic scandal. And uh, John Durham is not going to give up two hoots about what Hillary Clinton puts out in spin on Twitter. He's going to answer in court with facts and evidence because he's a very serious, meticulous, patient prosecutor. And I don't know how Hillary Clinton can sit there and say this when her counsel, her lawyer, Michael Sussman, stands charged with lying to the FBI. Any presidential candidate, any senator, anyone with the mystique and, and background that Hillary Clinton, Watergate lawyer at the beginning of her career, she knows that what her lawyer is accused of is serious stuff. It is scandalous. Um, I don't think anyone takes her seriously. And that's why you see polling data that now even a majority of Democrats believe Hillary Clinton should be investigated for what she did to Donald Trump. When the Dems turn on you, you know you've lost the spin game. And, and it wasn't just Hillary's, you know, malevolent machinations that occurred during the campaign. Yeah. After Trump is elected, she loses. He takes office. She's still at it, right? She is. I think that's one of the most amazing things. Every time I go back and read the transcripts from the House Intelligence Committee, you find something else. And in light of what we now know, the campaign ends in November. She concedes in November. And in February, Donald Trump's in office now. He's the president of the United States. Some amazing things happen. Jake Sullivan, in his, now the national security advisor for Joe Biden, he testifies to the House Intelligence Committee that for some unusual reason, in the middle of February 2017, the campaign long over, he and John Podesta, Hillary Clinton's campaign chairman and longtime Clinton acolyte, they go and they meet with Glenn Simpson, the Fusion GPS muckraker who started the whole storyline, and they're pumping him for information. Now, why is that? Well, in that same month, the uh, lawyer, Sussman, Michael Sussman, Perkins Coie, a campaign lawyer closely tied to Hillary Clinton and team, he goes to the CIA to deliver the same 
package of goodies that he tried to sell to the FBI back in September of 16 while the campaign's going on. What? Why is that? Because the FBI didn't buy it. They had already concluded that there was a uh, this wasn't a nefarious communication channel between Donald Trump and the Kremlin. Alpha Bank had nothing to do with secret uh, hijacking of the election. He doesn't like the fact that the FBI doesn't like that, or maybe his higher-ups don't like it. So now he tries to walk it into the CIA. In February of 17, all that activity is going on in Clinton world at a time when, allegedly, her campaign's over and she's conceded. We don't have a good answer why they were doing it. But when you look at the Durham uh, uh, latest court filings, you get uh, you said this on Sean Hannity last night. It was such a brilliant point to make. What you see in these documents is not a political dirty trick anymore. You see a conspiracy of multiple people taking information that at the very least they know is suspect because they're calling it a red herring. Uh, and they're forcing it upon the FBI, the CIA, the federal government. They're conspiring to mislead or defraud the United States government. That's where it seems uh, John Durham is going. And for Hillary Clinton to call that a fake scandal, well, she loses more credibility than she's already lost. Yeah, the other aspect of this is, is, is you read the latest court filing by John Durham in federal court, and he's describing what this uh, tech company was was doing um, without uh, uh, beyond their authorization. They are covertly penetrating these servers not to protect their privacy, the privacy of the data, which was what their contract called for them to do, to provide uh, safety and security and to provide malware and anti-phishing services. No, they're mining the information, according to uh, Durham, to obtain derogatory information. So instead of uh, protecting the privacy of these servers, they're actually taking information out and trying to make it public i I mean it is the most insidious uh maneuver uh, you know that i have seen from a tech company in concert with a you know political campaign hillary clinton's campaign yeah yeah it's so important they use very careful words in this that these tech executives aligned with the clinton campaign who by the way in their own emails acknowledge the only thing that unites them is their hatred or dislike for Donald Trump. There's actually emails in the court filings that get it. So you, we know their motive, right? Um, they they are sitting there and they're exploiting, according to John Durham, misusing, exploiting, taking advantage of something that was set aside for government good for a political a- a- operation. They exploit it to mine data to get dirt on Donald Trump. Uh, that is political spying on, on, the, on the face of it meets the definition of political spying. But in this case, it is one thing worse than that, because at the time they start spreading it to the FBI, at the time they start spreading it to the CIA, to Congress, because remember, one element of the Clinton machine goes to the Senate Armed Service Co- Committee and shares it there. They all have reason, all have reason to believe that what they're telling the government, what they're asking the government to investigate is not true. Their own documents call it a red herring. The initial FBI investigation calls it a suspect. There's an alternate explanation. It's not nefarious. And they keep peddling it. That's what makes this a conspiracy that I think at the end of the day, a lot more people may get charged with. Yeah, it is a crime to knowingly provide false information to a law enforcement agency, the FBI. It's not only making a false statement, but it's defrauding the government. And if two or more people are involved, as they clearly were here, it's conspiracy to defraud 
the government. Um, in terms of whether it violates, you know, computer hacking laws under the federal felonious uh, computer fraud and abuse statute and under the Stored Communications Act, the statute of limitations is run. It's a short statute. Yeah. So that stuff has has run, which explains why, you know, the tech company hasn't been charged here for doing what they did. I, you mentioned Jake Sullivan. Uh, who was, you know, one of Hillary Clinton's cronies, dirty tricksters, chief mouthpiece in peddling the phony Russia collusion hoax. And he did so quite prominently uh, just before the election in a tweet back in 2016, which Hillary Clinton then retweeted and added uh, some of her own, these false accusations against Trump. I find it frightening, do you, that he is now Joe Biden's national security advisor? Yeah, listen, I had on uh, my podcast the other day, Dan Hoffman, the former CIA station chief for Moscow, one of America's premier Russian spy tradecraft experts. He's one of the best we got, the CIA's best. You don't get to be Moscow station chief unless you're really good. Right. And he said to me something that you know really struck me. It struck me in the face the second he said it's like, the idea that Jake Sullivan, using his reputation as the senior foreign policy advisor and security expert for Hillary Clinton, would take something that, by the way, he was peddling and not telling people he was peddling before, and, and, and give it credence on Twitter without checking it out, without challenging the assumptions, is to defy or to violate all of his training as a national security expert. These people, you couldn't imagine Brent Scrocroft going out, you know, and during the Reagan Bush years saying, I haven't looked at this, but trust me, this is a big scandal. He wouldn't have done it. These people didn't take the time or didn't want to know whether it was true. They simply wanted to peddle it for political gain. And as a result of their actions, this country went through three and a half years of unnecessary scandal. People amassed millions of dollars of legal bills for false claims. Reputations like Carter Page, George Papadopoulos smeared forever. And the Trump presidency never was given a fair chance to start on a level footing the way the American people wanted it when they voted him in office. Jake Sullivan Hillary Clinton, John Podesta, the Perkins Coie Law Firm owned that legacy. And I, if, I said this on Fox last night, and I really believe this, if John Durham proves his case, and we have to let him do that, we give the benefit of the doubt to people until he proves his case, but if he proves it, history's headline for Hillary Clinton will be, the Clinton machine spied, and then they lied. And that is really what this is about. That's, that's the legacy. And that's why she's got to spin, because that's a lousy legacy to have in the history books for Americans to look at. And you know, it's funny you, you mentioned um, Hillary Clinton served as a young staffer. Uh, you know, I think she was only about 26, 27 years old when she served on the House Judiciary Committee during the Watergate, um, the lead up to the Watergate uh, impeachment uh, uh, hearings. And and I mentioned to our listeners that you would think that Hillary Clinton would have learned a valuable lesson in ethics and honesty in government, um, never to engage in dirty tricks. And apparently she, she learned just the opposite. She learned from the master Richard Nixon how to perpetrate dirty tricks. And I wrote a column about a year ago saying she that, did. you know, her stuff would make Nixon blush. 
What do you, what do you think? Yeah, listen, it's true. It's true that somebody who started her career investigating one of the great political crimes of the century would then uh, engage in the level of stuff that she did. And let's think about the body of conduct that Mrs. Clinton owns. During her time as Secretary of State, her family foundation worked like an exchange. Pay me money, I might help you out with policy. Her husband goes and cashes in on the very Russians that she now says she was trying to protect America from, $500,000 check. John Podesta gets an investment from Russians in one of his companies. Everybody in the Clinton-Obama orbit is getting lots of money from Russia. Allegedly, during the time they're supervising a, um, a, a reset, a reboot, a, a policy change with Russia. Then the 2016 campaign comes along and she's ashamed, not only about the Russia stuff, but by the fact that she moved classified evidence on an insecure server and potentially jeopardized national security. And her solution for it is, let's make a fake scandal and stick it on Donald Trump. Russia, classified information, let's make it him. And she enlists the FBI the CIA, the intelligence community in her dirty trick. Uh, I just don't know how someone who started watching Richard Nixon's crimes could look herself in the mirror the next day and said, boy, that was a really good idea. We executed. You know, I played a clip of Don Lemon and and there are others as well um, who say this is not spying. Vanity Fair has a piece out. This is not spying. Um, I disagree. Uh, I said so on, on, on Sean's show last night. To me, this is clearly spying. Spying is a term that is sort of a common everyday usage term that, you know, average Americans use and understand. They use it because they understand it. Uh, and, and all you have to do is look it up in any dictionary. I looked it up in the Oxford Language Dictionary Align. Yeah, spying is described as follows, quote, secretly collecting information about enemies or competitors. That fits like a glove, precisely what Durham says the Clinton campaign and the tech company were doing. Yeah. And listen, if you go back and you listen to Glenn Simpson's testimony in 2017 to the House Intelligence Committee and other places... He described the same activity. We were digging up dirt. Christopher Steele, I was pumping Russian people for information. They were all trying to spy. And here's an important factor that gets lost in it. They did their political espionage. Quite frankly, I think it was pretty. Uh, it was a pretty um, uh, clownish effort. You know, Christopher Steele and his source can't even get their story straight, right? And they're all lying to the FBI. They right. get fired because they're leaking to the media. Uh, they go to the State Department, and Christopher Steele, allegedly the Supreme MI6 agent, actually tells tells the State Department, I've got a source that tells me the Russian consulate is paying for all this in Miami. There is no Russian consulate in Miami. <laughs> Some expert he was, right? So it, there's a little bit of this is uh, Keystone cops spying. But their activities, their actions, their body of work caused the FBI to start the most potent form of spying we have in America, a FISA-ordered investigation of Americans. And if you want to see what real spying looks like, last night I gave to Sean Hannity and to Fox News a document that President Trump declassified and gave to me, where you see the tasking orders of Stefan Helper, one of the two confidential human informants. And you just have to read it for a few uh, months. By the way, the FBI agents are doing this, are doing very good work. This is what you're supposed to do as a spy. They're telling him, pretend you want a job in the Trump administration and burn your way in. And then this is what we want you to find out from Carter Page. This is what we want you to find out from Mike Flynn if you ever get in his presence. This is what we want from George Papadopoulos. And oh, by the way, we're going to bury a 
surreptitious recorder on you. We're going to record and capture these conversations. And your job is to find out if the Trump campaign secretly posing as someone who wants a job, to find out they were secretly com- um, conspiring with uh, Russia. Now, here's the amazing thing about uh, Stefan Hepper. A lot of conservatives dirty him up, don't like him. You know, But the truth of the matter is he kept reporting back to the FBI. It's not there. Yeah, I got it's nothing. It's not there. I got nothing. In fact, I've got exculpatory evidence, is what he said. He does. And he reports it properly to his FBI handlers, and then they hide it from the court. And that allows this spying operation to go on for months and months more beyond what the law, the Constitution would have allowed. Hillary Clinton set all of that in motion. She has to own all of that. There is no law firm. There is no press release. There's no spin job that can take those facts from the American public. And you know what? I think the American public is tired of hearing her excuses. They figured her out. She uh, put classified information in an insecure thing, and then she made a dirty trick that became a criminal enterprise. I think that's will be her legacy. Yeah, I mean, just think of all the scandals associated with her name. I, I compare it to the you know comic strip character a pig pen in in peanuts you, you know there's a trail of filth and dirt that follows her everywhere she goes i mean you can yeah. you can name a dozen scandals associated with her the whopper of course uh was her email scandal but you know now that i look back at that that seems minor compared to what she's doing and has done, you know, more recently, you know, spying on the Trump campaign. There, there's no doubt in my mind, and I made this argument in my second book, that it was Hillary Clinton who invented and financed and disseminated the phony collusion narrative, the great Russian hoax, the greatest mass delusion in American political history. Uh, and I mean, when you think about that level of corruption, it's really breathtaking, isn't it? It is. And, you know, I've asked myself this often. Is is it just that she got caught up with politics and, you know, you bring up the Richard Nixon thing. She starts her career as a young lawyer on the Watergate committee. There is a moment in her political career we all forget about because it's old history now that I think speaks volumes about her compliance, her reverence for the law. In the middle of the Whitewater investigation, one of the greatest mysteries was her law firm billing records were missing. They were under subpoena by a federal grand jury. Right. To hide them from a grand jury is a felony. When the, when the FBI finally found them, they were sitting in Mrs. Clinton's quarters inside the White House. Mrs. Clinton's private residence was the place where the missing subpoenaed Rose law firm records were existed, an aid purported to find them sitting on a table where she had been sitting just a few hours before. The, Kenneth Starr wanted to charge her with obstruction then. He didn't. But when you ask yourself, is this a, a just you know someone who's so busy, she's not in tune with the details, keep in mind the Rose Law Firm records under grand jury subpoena were sitting on her table in her residence uh, defying a, grand, a federal grand jury subpoena. Yeah. Hillary Clinton's record, I think when people look at it, honestly take all the politics out of it, um, uh, I think it's somebody who had an impunity for the law and that this final act, the 2016 campaign, is sort of the final chapter of her uh, disregard for ethics and law. She still has visions of the Oval Office uh, dancing <laughs> in her head, as I, yeah. I said in my introductory remarks. Um I, and she's counting on the fact that that Joe Biden will stumble, fumble and mumble his way out of the Oval Office and, and that, uh, you know, his vice president, Kamala Harris, 
is so utterly uh, incompetent and disliked that her candidacy as his replacement is a no-go from the outset. And, you know, Hillary will step in and save the day for the Democrats. I, this on These ongoing revelations of her dirty tricks, her malevolence, her deception, her lies, um, I, I have to think that that is the kind of heavy baggage that would simply be too much for her and Democrats. Yeah, I think the polling shows that people are just tired of the Clinton scandals because it seems like every time they're in the limelight, there's a scandal. Jeffrey Epstein, Whitewater, uh, travel office, all the way through. <laughs> we could we could spend a whole show just yeah. enumerating them. Um, and I think they're also tired of the incompetence of the Biden administration. And I think there's a third element. Uh, when the Clinton machine came into Washington, it was a centrist um, uh, political movement that actually connected Democrats with middle, middle America, unlike anyone since maybe John Kennedy. Uh, over the last 25 years, the Clinton machine has moved from centrist to this far left liberal elitist uh, machinery that gave us CRT, that gave us, don't worry about inflation, it's just fine, a $30 trillion debt, defund uh, the police and let's have lots of crime. I think the, the the bigger threat to Hillary Clinton, Joe Biden, or anyone in the Democratic Inc. brand right now is that America has very quickly soured on their policies. Open border, high crime, defund the police, high inflation, uh, let's make government so big we can't afford it anymore. Uh, and I think there's a revolt. I think the uh, election of 2022 is not only going to throw out the scandals of Hillary Clinton and Joe Biden, it's going to throw out the big government socialism philosophy that they sold to people. Listen, people bought it. They said, we, well, we trust big government. Maybe it'll make the COVID go away. It didn't. And now they found out the perils of big government and open borders. I think she could not run into that tide in 2022 or 2024 and succeed, at least not the way the polls are right now. Yeah. Let me ask you about the media. Um, you know, for the for years, uh, when Trump was in office and before he even took office, uh, you know, they were howling that, you know, Donald Trump is a Russian stooge. He's a Russian asset. He colluded with uh, Putin in the bowels of, of the Kremlin. And I played a, a bunch of clips, you know, one after another in the media said there's absolute proof of collusion. They were crestfallen and heartbroken the moment that Bob Mueller and his team of partisan hit squad, uh, you know, revealed, oh, sorry, there's no uh, credible evidence of a collusion conspiracy here. And the media just, they were in shock, first of all. And then sure. almost the next day, they just pretended it never happened. And once again, now with Durham's latest revelation, they're just ignoring it. What do you think of that? Um, I've talked to a lot of my colleagues in the last six months. People have come to me saying, boy, what happened during Ukraine and Russia? We had it wrong. You had it right. And we really feel bad about how you got treated. It'll say things like that. And I'm like, don't feel bad. Just go report the facts. Just it, it, let bygones be bygones. Go out and report the truth. That's all you got to do. That's the greatest. You know, you reward me. You reward Greg. You reward everybody who fought this battle for the truth and they can't do it they're so embarrassed by the body and record of journalism that they put there the new york times still hasn't retracted its famous february 2017 story that proclaimed to the world and through kerosene on the trump dumpster fire that uh, president trump and his aides had had high level discussions with russian intelligence officials that story even 
James Comey laughed off in sworn testimony. Right. And the New York Times doesn't have the dignity to retract that story. Right. They, they, the, I keep pleading with my colleagues, listen, don't, I don't want platitudes. I don't want you to sell my book. I don't want you to say a nice thing. Don't put me on your radio show. Just go report the truth like Greg did. You know, your two books did a better job than 150 independent news agencies who covered Russia. You blew them away. Two Thank books you. blew away 150 people. They can't, they can't acknowledge how far they were taken back, how their alliances with people like Glenn Simpson and Jake Sullivan and John Podesta misled them down so far. So their way is just to hide it, excuse it, criticize it, laugh at it. And by the way, if you had any doubt that the Democrats give talking points to the news media, all you had to do was wake up Monday morning because I heard this thing, no spying, no spying, no spying, no spying. Like a hundred times in a two-hour period on television right. radio, somebody gave those same journalists another round of bad talking points, and they're wrong again. I just, all I want, I would love if we could give a one-day pardon to the entire news industry. Listen, just let everything you did, we'll forgive you. For God's sakes, do your job now. I, I wonder if they could still do it, even if we let all the yeah. bygones and shame go away. That's why creating new institutions like what you've created with your podcast, what I created with Just the News, what Sarah Carter's created, all the people who lived through this period and can't believe mainstream media abandoned us. That's why building this new ecosystem is so important and why so many people flock to you before they'll flock to the New York Times. Well, you know, what I found so disturbing through the whole experience of, of writing two books is how mean many people in journalism can be. I mean, they mocked, ridiculed, and demeaned and accused me of uh, publishing two books filled with nothing but lies. Yeah. They've yet to point to one lie in either of, of the two books. Uh, and, and the subsequent uh, disclosure of declassified information and information from Durham simply corroborates everything in both books. Nobody has ever apologized. No, nope. I mean, nobody has ever said, gee, gee, sorry about that, Greg. I mean, they, they just sort of still maintain um, that, that, you know, so many of them that, well, there is evidence of Trump-Russia collusion. I mean, it's unbelievable. And Americans are supposed to trust these people for objective, neutral, fair, and balanced news and information. My God, I, I mean, who would? Yeah, we can't. We can't any longer. And I think, you know, just you could create a fun list. We could put a blackboard back up in the back here. Just put the list. The media said Donald Trump said this. Donald Trump said that. Donald Trump was lying. Oh, it turns out Donald Trump was right wrong. That list would take two blackboards. All the times that Donald Trump said something contesting his innocence and the media convicted him only to find out he was right and they were wrong. It is amazing, and I'm not saying that Donald Trump is some you know amazing uh, swami that has predictive powers. It's just that the media got sucked into a, a, yeah. a vortex of, of lies, and they can't extract themselves. And I think they've given up their rightful mantle to be trusted now. I think that's the, the real news. I'm going to tell you a story I've never told before. In the middle of the Ukraine uh, scandal, when people were attacking me for my Hunter Biden stories, right. I came home one weekend, and none of my neighbors would look at me. And it was really weird. I'm friendly with all my neighbors. I bring free fish and steakovers when I get them. I love my neighbors. They love me. Right. But no one, no one would look at me. Jeez. And I, I finally had to go over to my and say, is everything okay? Did I like leave the, is there a bad stink coming out of the house? Did I forget to mow my lawn? What did I do? And they're like, well, some reporters came through. I'm like, well, oh, really? What they? They asked if you were living like a Russian spy. They wanted to know if you were a Russian spy. Oh did you live beyond your means? And did we see secret Russian cars coming in at night and wild vodka parties? I'm like, 
you're kidding me, right? You're, you're joking me. Unbelievable. That's how mean and surreptitious these uh, muckrakers were during that time. No regard for the 30 years of work I did or the work I did to stand up to Russia. I've done some great reporting at the Washington Times. We had a great news organization that stood up to Russia at various times. All that went out the window because somebody wound them up with some talking points and sent them out in at some point. The, my profession has to realize that those professional uh, uh, attack artists, the people like Glenn Simpson, they have to be rejected. They have to be punished for continuing to peddle us bad stories. Well, we'll leave it at that incredible story. Uh, you know, it, it, it's sad to hear that. Uh, but uh, keep up the good work, and I know you always will. Uh, you're one of the best journalists in America in my book, and thank you for taking the time to join us. Uh, you're an award-winning journalist. Uh, you've written some books that are great. I mentioned uh, Fallout. That should be on everybody's uh, bookshelf. And go to justthenews.com if you really want to know the truth about what's happening in America. So, John Solomon... Thanks so much for being with us. Uh, Thanks a ton, Greg. I admire everything you do. I really do. Thank Thank you you so much. All right. And that's The Brief. I'm Greg Jarrett.